Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of At the Movies with Cash and Hightower. This is Cash here. And you've got Hightower. Cash, how you doing? Hey man, I'm excited, living the dream, really fired up to talk about probably the greatest movie of the 90s, possibly ever. That's a lie, but still, looking forward to talking about this one. This is going to be a fun one to talk about. The greatest western of 1999, starring (laughs) Will Smith. And including a giant mechanical tarantula. That's right. Easily Easily the best one from 99. So if you don't know what that movie is, I will tell you. It is Wild Wild West from the year 1999. Right before Y2K went down and all the computers shut down. It's a good thing they got this one in, just in case. Just in the nick of time. Seriously. Uh, so yeah, do you uh, have anything you'd like to open with, or should we jump into it? Or what I was gonna wanna... say, I, I'll give you a little backstory here. This may, because uh, obviously, I, I've tipped my hand a little bit in previous episodes about my feelings towards this. Now I was objective in my review this time, so I promise you, I will point out the faults. Because even though I knew there were some, I didn't realize just how many until I started writing things down. But I can vividly remember like asking for this at Christmas that year because I was like, man, this movie is going to be awesome. And I was all in because I loved Independence Day as a kid. I'm pretty sure I saw Bad Boys when I was way too young. So I was all in on the Will Smith train. And I watched this. I got the tape and I would wear that thing out because at the end they had the music video for Wild Wild West and By Lamos, which I never watched that one. I was like, I'm good. I don't I don't need <laughs> I don't need to know about how the rhythm took you over, Enrique. Um, but yeah, man, I used to watch this all the time. Me and my cousin, we'd watch this. My brother, we'd watch it. Like, we just really enjoyed it. And it wasn't until I got older that I realized that not a lot of people like this movie. I was like, what are you talking about? So, yeah, it is... brief history of my, my background with this film. It is known for being a stinker, but I hadn't even like seen it in forever. I uh, The first time I ever saw this movie... I don't know why I missed it in its original run, because like you, I was a big Will Smith fan, mm-hmm. so it, it's weird that I didn't see it in theaters. I, don't know, I, I forgot to look it up like when it came out, if it was like in a busy time or what, but... I feel I, like uh, it was a summer thing, because yeah. I can remember Burger King had like a big tie-in. I remember the, the, the music video was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Loved the music video. And, and, we, the song. Men- <laughs> and we mentioned the uh, MTV Music Award performance right. last week. With Stevie Wonder getting poor, left on stage. Poor Stevie. But... Yeah, so I remember, so the so I I think I remember seeing parts of it on like TV, but I remember vividly the first time that I sat down and watched this in its entirety it was my senior year of college. Okay. So like 2005, or no, summer. So it had been 2004, summer of 2004. Okay. This is when I lived on campus as like a summer like hall director in the suites, RIP the mm-hmm. IC suites. But uh, I remember just like went into the video store. I was like, you know what? I've never seen this in its entirety. I might give it a shot. That was the first time I watched it, and then I haven't seen it since. So that's where I'm coming in. At. I was glad. I was glad to pull pull it up from the past. So we've talked about it before. I've mentioned it several times. So I'm look. I'm looking forward to diving into this one a little bit. I was very excited to watch it. I I was just telling you earlier. I watched it like several days ago. It was usually it's usually this is like a night before thing. But yeah, I was I was all in. I understand, man. It's and I'm I'm the nice thing is I could take myself kind of back to when I watch it as a kid, like peak will smith i feel like not that he's on the downhill or anything because i think he's done a lot of solid stuff continuously throughout his career but i can remember like this was like my peak fandom from will smith and i was like man i just was as a kid i was 100 percent all about it and i obviously like i said i've got i've got looking at it through a different you know more adult lens now but 
it's still, you know, there's still a lot of fun aspects to this movie. I don't, I don't yeah. think anybody can deny that. <clears throat> it certainly has some fun moments. I, but like, yeah, I can't, I don't know why I missed this. I was also a huge Will Smith fan. I, mean, I think I've seen most of his movies in theaters. I don't know what, what happened here. And I, I, and I love Westerns. Like, yeah. It's strange. But it's probably the mechanical spiders that you were out on. I mean, I wouldn't even have known about it. <laughs> it's so bizarre. I do have a theory on that. I'll get to it later that I think maybe. I just remembered what was. I remember reading something, actually. It was uh, going up against South Park, the South oh, yeah. Park movie. Yeah, that didn't help. That was, uh, yeah, stealing a lot of. What would Brian Boitano do? If he were here right now, he'd make a plan he'd follow Hi, through. Hi, who are you? I'm Brian, Brian Dennehy. <laughs> no, not Brian Dennehy. We want Brian Boitano. Oh, bye. That's awesome. <sighs> Good times. Want to dive in? Let's let's go to Louisiana, 1869. Louisiana. So we got a scientist. They just throw you right into it. They got a scientist running around, just stammering to himself. You know, a scient- you know, madman, giant spider just trying to run through. And you see this blade coming at him and eventually catches up to him, cuts this guy's head clean off. Yeah. So immediate beheading. We just immediately go into it and told you scientists are supposed to be smart. <laughs> Buffalo Bob. Buffalo Bob McGrath. Um, pulls the pulls the blade out, and then we got the opening credits. So really cryptic right out of the shoot. We don't know what's going on. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I As a kid, I was immediately hooked, though. I was like, I don't know what's happening here. I'm interested, but, man, I'm going to have to obviously learn a little bit more about that. And we go from that to, you know, they go through the opening credits, and then we go to Morgan, West Virginia, which I didn't realize that. I never really paid attention to it. But I wrote that down. I said, Jim West is polluting, I'm assuming, the drinking water for that town because... Yeah, I wrote that too. Uh, they're, they're bathing in people's drinking water? Yeah, bathing, cool? um, doing a little hanky-panky up in the drinking water. Not cool, man. I just realized, I'm pretty sure I said Buffalo Bob. It's Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bob. Buffalo Bill. Yeah, Buffalo Bill, because Buffalo Sounds Bob's Joe Dirt. Buffalo Bob is right. It's the Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah, sorry. It's the parody. Nope. I just, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's all coming back. It's okay. Did you see that uh, meme for Buffalo Bills or Buffalo Wild Wings? It's like Buffalo Bills Wild Wings or whatever. No. Like, <laughs> it's him in a like B Dubs like server <laughs> server shirt. It's pretty awesome. Oh, she not great big fat girl. <laughs> I don't know why that's like the only quote of that movie I remember. So great. Uh, yeah, I I would like you know I, when I watch it first times, even the first few times, I just never. I was like, okay, like whatever. He's a playboy. This is supposed to be like his like. That man is polluting the drinking water. That is not okay. Yeah, that is, that's I'm assuming of, it's the drinking water. I would assume so too, but I guess I don't know for sure. And uh, whoever did the construction on that thing is terrible because it is pretty much at a 45 degree angle before the all all the shenanigans get started. I mean, it is right next to the train station, right? Or yeah, train tracks. Maybe I think, it's, yeah, maybe, pretty, it's, maybe it's used for something else, but still. So yeah, he's in there with a lady, and uh, oh, gen- it's a lady. <laughs> the lady. Play some Al Green. Um, they show up, and it's General McGrath's fellas, so they're loading some stuff up, which we find out here shortly is nitroglycerin, which I have a comment on that as well. But Yeah. Um, goes over to the saloon, so we kind of got dueling stories going on. So we go to the saloon, and Loveless pulls up, and uh, General McGrath's waiting, which we don't know that they're in cahoots until a little bit later on, but we find out that McGrath is waiting for guns and ammunition from Arliss Loveless. Arliss Loveless. What a name. Which, Kenneth Branagh being... Isn't a, that crazy that a, he's in this? It's so weird to me. Like a Academy Award... I know. 
winning actor. British and, actor. Like, his director. accent is very solid, I think. He's, yeah, it's, it's strange. But it's over the top, but it's like... He's very over the top, but he's... Yeah, it's that's a, that was a good get for them at the time. I man, Yeah, I don't think he, he was quite as big back then. Like, no. I, I think the only thing that I can remember big that I remember him being in before then was the Frankenstein with Robert De Niro as Frankenstein. Oh, or the Frankenstein's monster, I'm sorry. I don't remember that. Get it right. Get it um, right or pay the price. That's right. But, yeah, so um, McGrath's at this, uh, I guess it's a saloon, but it's like a saloon house kind of thing. I don't know, waiting for the guns and ammunition. But while that's going on, um, Jim West is uh, fighting off everybody, but the wag, or excuse me, the wagon backs into the water, and then the water thing comes down, and he has to fight off McGrath's fellas. So right away, you know, we got a lot of action stuff. We got a lot of things going on here, and uh, a nude Will Smith, you know. <laughs> Luckily, he gets a cowboy hat. That's true. To cut from sofa. Pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, and then this, so this was my my comment. So they're they're loading up those crates of nitro, right? Which we don't know until he opens it up after the yeah. horse and carriage yeah, take off. Yeah, they're already like bumping all over the place. It's there's no way it would not have exploded by that point in time. Mm-hmm. If there's anything I learned from war wagon, even an ox going over a bridge, That's right, could potentially blow up nitroglycerin. That's right. It's very unstable. I just I've, I've always thought that I was like, man, that is not uh, not kosher. Yeah, that bold move. But heroics, you know, he uh, got, gets the horses to, or I don't, maybe it's the cliff that gets the horses to stop it. <laughs> Flips over, no big deal. And then he sees that General McGrath is in the saloon. Um, and I, yeah, I, <laughs> this whole opening scene, like, again, I'm, I'm, I'm writing this stuff down. So I'm like, okay, scientist gets beheaded by a giant blade. Nitro is being transported by a bunch of crazy horses. We have General McGrath who has the, phone megaphone thing for an ear oh, that like gosh. yeah that's right <laughs> I'm, I'm writing this down i was like okay this movie's pretty messed up like that's fair yeah i mean like early on though i will say my dad used to watch the old tv show and it was a western and like you know there was always like kind of bizarre things going on it was like a little bit sci-fi a little bit you know f- futuristic if you will for mm-hmm. the western but so i feel like early on all this stuff was fine it was like totally playing into that like the old tv series was, yeah so yeah, the and then McGrath decides that he's going to start looking for lady company for the evening. That's right. And I said the most unrealistic part of this movie is that he would choose a cross-dressing Kevin Klein over Selma Hayek. I'm going to tell you right now, I do not like Kevin Klein. <laughs> I'm not a big Kevin Klein fan to begin with. Yeah. And then like this this role for him is I just want to like punch him in the face. So that's funny you mentioned that. Well, that was one of my theories. I feel like is the reason why this movie was not as successful because I feel like Will Smith partners with Martin Lawrence in Bad Boys, partners with Jeff Goldblum in Independence Day. Mm-hmm. Like had some pretty good success doing partners movie. Tommy yeah, Lee Jones, Tommy obviously, Lee Jones, yeah, and yeah. Men in Black. So. I personally, I'm, it's, I'm glad you said that. So me personally, I like Kevin Klein in this movie. I don't know why. I always appreciated it. I always got a kick out of it. But I think almost unanimously when I talk to people about this, they're like, I don't understand why he's in this movie. He's yes. not funny. He's the worst part of this movie. Okay. That's fair. I, I, we're not going to be is, looking at this from the same lens, but that's he okay. He's so horrible in this movie. I, Selma Hayek's my least favorite part. And it's not, really? beca- it's not because of her. That's it's because of like... She's a bright spot for me. She literally all she has all she does is hang around in the background and like yell about well, things. Well, that's what I was gonna say. And it's she's not, a liar. She, they could have she could have been used way yes. m- way more. And that's they, my issue. Yeah, they just 
they didn't actually ever do anything. She was like totally underutilized. That that was my issue. Is not her as a actor, but as just how they yeah, she should handled have it. Done Kevin Klein stuff. So, okay, that's. I mean, that's fair. It's, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad to know where you stand early on in this process. It's going to help me. Like just right out of the gate, I was like, "Oh okay. God, this is Shots like fired. bringing back memories." <laughs> I, yeah, this is terrible role. I just yeah, Kevin Klein in general though, just I don't really like. So you'll probably get a kick out of this. So my buddy Ian that you met, like every time we're together, I saw him this weekend. We we quote this movie all the time. Like that that's kind of how we bonded at school. Because I was like, oh, somebody else that actually likes this movie. So, and he also appreciates Kevin Klein's like, what are, performance. Like, what are some famous quotes from this movie? I don't know about famous quotes, but man, we always like. I'll, I'll, I got a few of them that I, I like to throw out, but I'll I'll get to them. I promise. I mean, like, that's what I was thinking after I watched this movie. I was like, I don't even know if there's like a memorable thing I could say about this other than like, that's a that's a man's head or <laughs> something. That is a man's. But only because he says it like ten times. Head. All right. Hey. Also, real quick, did yes, you see? Sir. Is it Turkey Creek Johnson who's she's putting the moves on? Uh, oh yeah, Kevin Klein. Yep, from Tombstone. Yeah, absolutely. Good catch. Yeah, good catch. I do have a problem with like I understand what they're going for is like supposed to be like opposites, obviously, but like how over the top they are with Gordon's like strategies and dresses and schemes and stuff like that. Like even this opening one where he's trying to hypnotize McGrath with yeah. his belt. I'm like, come on. <laughs> But again, I uh, I suspend disbelief and appreciate it. And I will say, um, so that's going on. Will Smith crashes into the room and like saves what he thinks is a lady. But um, they they fight. McGrath and West are fighting. They go through that wall, and then that lady that's going to pull a gun out on Jim West. I know it's makeup. I know it's deliberate. But that lady is difficult to look at. I'm just going to say it. Yes, she was. It was stark. I have a problem with he like takes the gun from her. And then throws it out the window. Wouldn't you want like two yeah. guns at that point? If we, well, if we've learned anything about gun safety in this show, always throw it in your underwear cabinet. <laughs> always throw it in your underwear cabinet, not out the right. window. Don't throw it out the window. Come you on, can, you can actually shoot someone. Did you ever see? Um, speaking of gun safety, did you ever see like there was a behind the scenes thing uh, before this most recent Bad Boys movie? Like they're they're all standing around. I think it was like a production meeting or table reading and some of the guys are like messing with their guns and like loading it or whatever and one of them standing next to will smith and like points his gun towards will smith and will smith like swats it away from him grabs it out of his hand and like basically like you you need to practice gun safety even if you know it's a prop gun kind of thing like it was a it's kind of a cool like it's very brief but that's awesome super proud of him for that i was like hey if you're gonna handle it handle it responsibly i want to look that up throw it out the window hey right before he does this I, uh, I can't remember who he's talking to, but Will Smith says the line, something about, like, awful career decision. It'll be an awful career decision, darling. And I was just like, oof, man, that's... Not looking, good. Looking back. Not good. Yeah, very fitting. So, you're talking about that. So, I you, I think you remember we talked about with Tango and Cash, like, one of the producers, I think it was Cash, Peters Tango. and Gruber were the two that, like, were the big ones that were Peter producers. and McGruber. <laughs> I know. But they were the ones that wanted the giant mechanical spider, giant spider. Oh, yeah. It is Peters. Yeah. So I was watching it this time, too, like thinking, okay, knowing those stories, knowing about Tango and Cash, like there's a couple of lines in this, like that one, the awful career decision. And then at the end, like no more Mr. Knife guy that are like (laughs) – 
okay, these are awful one-liners. That's fantastic. I definitely got a little bit of Tango and Cash vibes with this, watching it this time. Obviously that. not as... I enjoy Tango and Cash more than this movie, like, without a doubt, but there's, like, some continuity issues. It kind of seemed bit. like a hodgepodge of an idea. Yeah, they let the scenes go on too long, too. There's, like, yeah. a lot of the... They had to, they apparently they shot this movie they filmed this movie as like a more serious tone, and the like test audiences weren't digging it, so they went and like reshot a bunch of like comedic scenes, mm-hmm. which you can totally tell because they're like way too long, like yeah. purpose like trying to be funny. So you're like, oh, okay, this is one of those added scenes, but I believe yeah. that was one of Roger Ebert critiques of this movie as well. I after reading that, I was like, man, I wish we would have seen like the original, like a little more serious. That like I was intrigued. Like that it, it didn't did not have the spider in the end. It was like it it was a little more in the spirit of the original TV series. Yeah, probably would have been for the best. Yeah, I think I would have uh, rather seen that. But hey, this is what we got. So, so yeah, the West and McGrath brawl starts an all-out brawl in the saloon and. This is another one, like I said, like continuity. Like so, Loveless is now up on that ledge where the nitro was, which looked like it was like a straight down drop. But then he pulls the pin out, and then the horses have managed to turn around, and it's like going down gently backwards. So like, that's right. And then if you'll notice too, like they're fighting each other, and there's all this all the stuff going on in the background, and then they cut back right before it hits the building, and they're the only two in the building. Yes, I did notice that. How like it. (laughs) It was literally only them at that point. It's, yeah. Here comes the welcome wagon. That's right. Time to release the welcome wagon. Let me, let me pay this movie a great compliment, though. I love the, like, henchwoman, women of uh, Loveless. So I have this as a note later, but would I you have, like to hear a fun fact about I one of them? I love them, yes. Munitia. Yes. You know which one that is? You, what, yes, of course. This is my favorite part of the movie. Sindel from Mortal Kombat Annihilation That's with the her? famous line, Too bad you... We'll die. Yeah, that's her? Yeah, that's her. All right. So she bounced back. She went from Mortal Kombat Annihilation to Wild Wild West, so her career was on oh, the so upswing. That was, before, that was before Wild Wild West? Yeah, oh. uh, Annihilation was 97. Yeah, okay. That 96, 97. Yeah, I like Manish. I like them all. Yeah, Miss Lippenrita. Miss Lippenrita and, uh, gosh, what was the other? Amazonia and, yeah. uh, shoot, it's Biling, but I don't know her. East. Her name was East. The lady, the one that tries to get... Jim West in the foyer. Dude, I love him. Oh, yeah. Great, great, uh, great, great job. So, yeah, they he, he blows the building up. No uh, indication as to how those two survived the blow up, but that's okay. That's why it's a movie. Um, <laughs> and Jim West was going to the White House to go talk to President Grant. That's right, and his pet sheep. And his pet sheep. Well, they're mowing the lawn. <laughs> they didn't have mowing, lawnmowers back then, so that's how they mowed. I went to a uh, fort in Bermuda. The, uh, the Bermuda Triangle, <laughs> past the Triangle, we actually made it there. But uh, there's this old like British fort that's set up on this hill. It's super awesome, by the way. You can just like you pay like ten bucks at the gate, and they just let you in. You can literally just walk, discover whatever you want. Like there's no one there to stop you. Like, Interesting. There's like a big wall you could just jump off if you wanted to. I mean, obviously you shouldn't. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's just like here you pay, you go whatever, just go do whatever you want. Wow. Anyway, it's on this big hill. And there's just tons and tons of sheep that are essentially just mowing the grass for the. It's, Interesting. Yeah, it's so crazy. I had no idea. It was super cool. B- you Bermuda, you said. Bermuda. Bahama. Come on, pretty mama. <laughs> so yeah, and I, I, we were watching this, so I take that back. She did make it. Pa- I told you my wife didn't make it past the credits last night. She did make it past the credits because her issue with this movie is that it's not historically factual. 
And I just started laughing. I was like, you have, you, there's a lot of things that you're going to be upset about with this. So she's like, well, you know, the sunglasses weren't even a thing back in the 1800s. That didn't start to like the 1920s. And people could go <laughs> into the president's house because it was called the people's house until they assassinated Garfield. And I'm like, oh, I was like, man. okay. So she was coming in pretty hot with just the historical facts Natalie, in general. Natalie needs a Netflix show. It's called Natalie Ruins Everything. <laughs> uh, she hasn't even got... Actually... <laughs> uh, actually, can I talk to your manager? Um, <laughs> she uh, she hadn't even got to the bonus episode yet where people started throwing down on her romantic comedies list. Oh, no. It's okay. It's fun. So, yeah. So anyway, uh, West goes in to talk to President Grant and... He catches the fact that it's not President Grant. It's Artemis, right. Artemis Gordon. Great, great acting. Harvard went, he went to Harvard. Not Florida, Yale. West Point. Or West Point, yeah, that's right. That's, right. that's, uh, that's one of the things, like, we used to uh, we used to quote some of his lines as President Grant, too. Like, you got a lot of brass, Gordon. <laughs> I don't know why. Just I, that actually, That's a good one. Stupid, like that. stupid stuff like that. Like, minor little things. But anyway, we see Gordon scheming again, but then President Grant pulls them into the secret room, mm-hmm. tells them that the got a note with a cake saying that they've kidnapped all of America's top scientists, and unless you want to surrender the United States government, um, or basically you need to surrender the United States government, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So they all think it's McGrath, except for Gordon. Gordon's like, McGrath is not a genius by any stretch of the imagination. He's, you know... Whatever, but I did notice this. I, I'm paying attention, writing it down. So, West says we got to go to New Orleans. That's where McGrath's going. That's where everything's at. Gordon's like, I don't know. We we need to think about this, and we need to eventually. We'll talk to the professor, which we'll come to that too. But then it's still like, okay, go to New Orleans. Like, <laughs> yeah, great point because they still they end up. Yeah, they they go they, there anyway. Yeah, in the end, they're in New Orleans. So West called it right out of the shoot. Like that was great one thing call. I was like, oh hey, how about that? <laughs> great call. Um, hey, fun fact, uh, yes, Robert Conrad, who was the original star of the, who was the original Jim West mm-hmm. of the TV show, they wanted him to be uh, President Grant, fun fact. Oh, I did not know that. And he took got the script and said, no thanks. <laughs> Probably for the best. Yeah, good. Ended up being a good move. Smart, smart decision on his part. And we talked about, we didn't even mention it yet, but Will Smith turned down The Matrix because he wanted to be in Wild Wild West. Now, I do I, I can understand it a little bit more, too, because he and Barry Sonnenfeld, the, the director of this, yes, they did Men in Black together, so they had a right. relationship. And Will Smith wouldn't have been able to capitalize. He wouldn't have been able to like make a song and music video for a True. Matrix movie. So, like, this is this was, I mean, I don't know if I want to say he made the right choice, but it made sense yeah. to, to choose Wild Wild West. And I'll just go ahead and say Wild it. Wild West. <laughs> Um, there's no way the matrix is as big as it is if will smith is neo totally different movie yeah i I mean i love will smith but yeah you're right that's i don't know man like keanu reeves was like that was perfect for him whoa (laughs) yeah whoa i know kung fu yeah i can't imagine will smith in that role that'd be so weird So, so weird so anyway, Grant sends them out like, "Hey, you got to figure this out. You got a week that you know there's a deadline. It's kind of like Michael Scott, like you have one week. <laughs> you have one week for what?" But, um, and again, Gordon's got his big bike, which I never understood why uh, olden times they had those bikes with those giant front wheels. Like that is the dumbest design for a bike ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never understood that. But he's got his uh, all gimmicked up and motorized, and they go to the train station, but. 
couple a couple points when Jim catches up to the train. First off, getting launched from the back up towards the front of the train mm-hmm. into the seat just defies every law of physics. And two, he just gets on that back pad and just leaves his horse. Like the horse is just sure does out in the middle of the forest. Like I don't know what's going on. My owner's gone. Well, he's cool with just abandoning things. That's in, true. In the middle of deserts, several that's true. times. So that's that's a good point. He don't care. And this, uh, you know. They have their first confrontation of many, you know, getting into a little bit of a fight here. And this is where I, this is where I can understand where people don't like Kevin Klein because he's Dude, very the annoying. Karate scene, scene yeah. is horrendous. Allowing anything to go, degrade into a physical altercation constitutes a failure on my part. They should have just they should have just gone into like where he you know does the trap. Like I just hate him doing the karate stuff. And, yeah. Oh god. He's eccentric. It's that's what it is. It's terrible. Interesting. He's just not funny. So you just don't like Kevin Klein at all? Not and not at all in this movie. Okay. I like him in like Pink Panther. Okay. When he's the like when he's the boss. Yeah. There's Clouseau. He's I don't know what he is. The captain. What about Orange County? Who is he in Orange County? He's the writer that Sean's been writing to. Right. He, he's the oh, one that writes the book that Sean. I don't remember him that much. He's not like hardly in it at all. I just yeah. I guess I'm just I don't like I Kevin Klein in general. It's okay. I, I don't. I don't know, but man, especially not, this. He is freaking horrible in this. <laughs> oh, and yeah, so that and this is where I was talking about earlier. So they uh the package that uh Gordon gets is Morton's head, Professor Morton's head, which they they finally announce and put a light in through it, reflect the glass. He has glasses and it's McGrath pulling the blade out of his head. <laughs> That's a man's <laughs> head. I will say that. this is a really cool scene where it's so like they do that, you know, they project the image and like, that's cool, all cool. And like, you know, sure. And then Will Smith puts the glasses on the guy to make it more clear. Like mm-hmm. I love, like there's like a little, there's little bits of here and there that are like, man, that's, I like this. That's, that's, yeah. That's clever. I understand. And then there's Kevin Klein in a, in a bra <laughs> and yeah. And like the train engineer overhears them. Coleman. Yeah. Yeah. In your windows and stuff. And I'm just like, Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, like at first, so I and again you, to your point, the scenes going on too long. So like way too long. Even as a kid, when I watched this scene where they're talking about disguises and stuff yeah. like that, which I, part and, and again I've seen, especially like more recently, people that watch it, they're like, man, this movie is like super racist about stuff too, because they dive pretty heavily into like slavery and lingo yeah. and things like that. I I mean, I don't know. I th- that's I'm not touching it with a ten foot pole, but like I understand where they're coming from. But then like this scene where there's like you can come as my manservant, whatever, and Will Smith kind of fires back like, okay, that's kind of funny. But then it goes into these breasts are aesthetically and perfect and blah blah blah, and like do this now, touch mine, touch. I'm like, yeah, okay, like it would have been funny if you just had like a couple like quick little back and forth, but this goes on right. What feels like forty five minutes. Yeah, it's terrible. Totally agree. Um, so anyway, they finally. Uh, Say okay, we're gonna go to the party. Which apparently they don't talk to each other after this because Will Smith has no idea what he's disguised as when he goes to the party. He thinks he's still dressed as that woman, but (laughs) um, yeah, he Jim West breaks in um, and sees Lovelace's crew locking up Rita in that cage in the um, the erotic room. I'll just put it that way. Like there's all (laughs) kinds of like all that stuff, which is just so weird. Anyway. and then he's uh, he runs in. This is where he runs into Mrs. East, like you talked about, and says so he's looking for McGrath. And she's right. like, "Nope, but this is Lovelace's party." And apparently, he thought he was dead, but he's not. There's a. I get a. Oh wait, 
So this isn't the scene where they're in that separate room, right? This is before that? Yeah, this is before okay. the the paintings and all that stuff. Okay, so this is where he like runs into Loveless, right? This yeah, is, like okay. at the beginning. So first of all, I love the Abe Lincoln. Like, <laughs> that part's awesome. I and said, is this the first Abraham Lincoln assassination <laughs> joke ever put to film? <laughs> that was actually really, really well done. Yes. And then the, like... When he actually meets Loveless, Jim West meets Loveless, and they do like an yes. exchange of like racist slash disabled jokes. <laughs> yep. It's very uncomfortable, yes, it like is. watching it now, because it like it kind of like it goes throughout the film too. They like kind of oh, go yeah. back and forth like several times. And you're just like, oh man, like I don't like either of these jokes. <laughs> <laughs> like, gosh, yeah, that's cutting edge stuff right there. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I, I always cracked up at it, but. I cracked up at it as a kid because I was just like, oh, they're making fun of each other because I didn't look at it through the lens of like right. making fun of racism or disabled people. And like yeah. as I'm older now, I'm like, yeah, like, <laughs> careful. I know. Those are like, oh, man, these are bad. Like, <laughs> Coming in real hot here. Oh. But yeah, I didn't even I honestly until watching it this time, I never picked up on the fact like I understood like his whole point. Like he so Loveless was with the Confederate Army. Um, obviously didn't like Abraham Lincoln. And so I like, as a kid, I'm always just like, okay, so he's blowing up this Abraham Lincoln statue because he's trying to protest, not putting together the fact that this is during Grant's presidency after right. the assassination. I was like, Ooh, okay. Yes. Shots fired. Literally pun intended. A- yeah. After the fact. Yes. <laughs> harsh, harsh. <laughs> so yeah, they go back and forth and back and forth and then Loveless leaves. And then turns out McGrath is at the party and he's still waiting on his guns and ammunition, which they don't tell you how much time has passed, but he's uh, really fired up. But he still has not got his guns and ammunition for his pen, for his yeah. people. And I like this. I like this storyline as well. I like this how Loveless is going to sell him out and gather up all his folks and right. just shoot them all down. Like that's I like that. Oh yeah, that's good. Absolutely. And then this is where the scene, like you're talking about, so Jim breaks into that room, does the old yes. uh, sketch over the uh, yes. the previous writing. So I. First off, I was like, he's ambushed by the least convincing paintings ever. Like, the people standing in the background are clearly standing there. And then, two, I don't know if you... Wait a minute. Oh. Wait a minute. Okay. Are you going to reference another movie? Yes. Okay. I on, immediately... on the count of three, say the movie. Okay. One, two, three. Austin, Austin Powers. Powers. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Did we just become best friends? <laughs> Dude, that 100% is Austin Powers. I was, that's Where all I could think of. Sees it in the eyes. Yep. I was like... And especially too, whenever she's like, so she's moving around on the desk and like trying to get him in position. And I'm thinking Austin Powers. So she's like, move right yeah. over here. Oh my God. A hundred percent. Oh man. That's hilarious. Austin Powers came out before this. So yeah, they maybe, stole. maybe they knew they stole it. They did. That's awesome. I also never, I mean, I was again, watching it this time. I was like, I don't ever remember him shooting up with that guy falls out at the end oh, when he walks yeah, out of the, the room. Any- Drops down, yeah. I always want to pay attention to that, and I never think of it because I'm always laughing thinking about Austin Powers with that scene. I watched this. I was just, like, so distracted by, like, the Austin Powers thing, and I was, like... And then I noticed that East was on the floor. I was, like, well, what? She got shot, too. But it was, like, the original of the guy missing oh, West yeah. and shooting her. Yep. I was, like, oh, dang. That sucks. She's already been killed. Did you notice... I, I happened to catch it this time. So, like, as he's walking out of the room, one of the other paint, Not the one right behind him, but, like, one of the other paintings, there is a like a cardboard like cutout of where one guy was standing in the painting. So like the rest of the paint, like, it almost looks like a cartoon. Like they, when they run through the wall, oh. like the cutout of the, where the guy would be standing is right there. That's awesome. And I also have to ask, um, 
do these guys just stand there like 24 7 are they getting paid for this it's a great great question uh, who i mean there's no i mean craigslist or anything back in the day so it's probably like hey stand here with a gun in case someone from the united states army I th- shows up Tell you what I do know is uh, this is something else J.K. Rowling stole for her Harry Potter, Potter books. She definitely watched Wild Wild West and then wrote about all the paintings in Hogwarts. So. Yeah, no, I agree. They're always for moving. sure. It's one hundred percent. It's locked in. We've found out all of these movies that she's pilfered she, her ideas from. She's so. just a big eighties nineties movie fan. It's okay. Wrote her book. Shout out to J.K. Fan of the show. J.K. Friend of the <laughs> podcast. Um, and then this like. Again, I understand what they're going for. The comical, like, he thinks it's Gordon, so he oh, dances with her and drums on her breast and stuff like that. But it looks absolutely nothing like <laughs> Kevin Klein did in the beginning of this movie. Like, yeah. I again, I understand what they're going for. Her face was covered. I, but, I mean, I guess. But, yeah, that's, dude, this is like, this sets up a great joke later. I mean, like, because it's even a little bit funny because then we see Kevin Klein as, like, that French... Oh yeah, Canadian whatever guy, whatever he's supposed to be, and he's like, "Hang him!" and like those <laughs> rope down. But then at the end, when he's like, when he's like, kind of, he gives that good speech about how they, should, you know, be friends and you know all that stuff, whatever. And he's like, people are like, he's like winning some of them over, yep. and then someone's just in the background is like, "I think we should hang him." Yep. <laughs> Hold up, my brother and I used to do that all the time too. Like first word red, like color, fire, passion, power. Second word neck, neck. <laughs> Without it, y'all got red, and that's still pretty good. <laughs> and then totally making fun of this lady. Like, so, on a clear night, we can even get to Galveston. <laughs> like, just totally making a comment about this lady's oh, size. Oh, man, that's hilarious. I, yeah, I, again, this is, I talking about, like, the, you know, the whatever the racist stuff like that. I do have to laugh when he's like, yeah, you know, the whole slavery thing. Like, I get it. Like, you wouldn't want to go out and do this. Like, you're not going to get your fat ass out and go pick your own cotton. I was like... All right, that that's funny. Like that's that's humorous, I guess. But if this movie did not have Will Smith, it would be yeah an absolute crap show. Rough. Yeah, because like yeah, he is funny and he's like you know your typical charismatic Will Smith. Yeah. Even if they're not always working, even if Kevin Klein's ruining the scene by being in it, <laughs> at least this movie still has Will Smith. I uh, I, I I feel like a lot of it is it, it gave me some similar vibes, not to the. Not to the same level, of course, because obviously this movie flopped very badly. But like Suicide Squad, like he was head and shoulders above everybody else in Suicide oh, yeah. Squad. Yeah. And for the most part, I think that's true here too. Oh, for sure. But yeah, then this is where the, we find out the gimmicked rope was in place here, and I did a lot of slingshotting in this movie. A lot of people getting slingshotted all over the place. There are. There's some good stunt work. There is. I'll pay another compliment. Good stunt work. Good stunt work. Way to go. Launches all the way up here, and this always made me laugh too. So he launches into the carriage. Gordon and Rita are talking, and she's like, "Okay, so we're looking for science." She's like, "I'm looking for my father," which is a lie. But yeah, that's why okay. would she lie? I, she lies a lot, man. I mean, I guess if they thought she wasn't single, they weren't going to help her. I mean, they seem like no pretty out- outstanding, yeah, good guys. Like, yeah, I don't know. And then he's like, "Sorry, but I gotta, I gotta go." catch up to them and like takes a horse and takes off. But then like the scene when he actually gets there, like Gordon and Reed are less than two minutes behind him. Like he probably could have seen them when he was getting there. Yeah. So this is where the big, uh, the big bloodbath here. So McGrath and Loveless are on their boat. Um, 
ship thing, whatever, I guess the best way to call it. And that tank rolls out of the water. Took me a long time to pick up on the fact that all of his men are standing in a target. It's mowed into the grass. It's actual target. Oh, really? Yep. They're the center where the tank is is the bullseye. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, it starts laying a suppressive line of fire down, and <laughs> Gloveless kills McGrath um, with his uh, handy-dandy sidecar bullet. <laughs> Shoots I, him in the stomach. Well, I love it, too, where, like, McGrath is like, you're selling us out. And, like, Gloveless is, like, giving commands to the, you know, the girls, <laughs> like, to like you know do things you know kill them different ways you're gonna have to increase fire i'm having too much time between screams (laughs) that's great oh my arm do not pull on that it's broken (laughs) mrs lippenreader that's right and that's where this is where my my note is because munition he says munition increase firepower that's where i made a note that who's your favorite of the henchwomen oh it's it's munition for sure 100%. 100%. Good choice. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that, like I said, so this is when Jim West gets there. He sees everybody's dead. And then Rita and Gordon get there. And Gordon's kind of run through like he came out of the water and that blah, blah, blah. And then this is where Jim gives his haunted tale about the bloodbath at New Liberty and how it's very similar to that. And basically he's like, you know, it's all about rumors and things that we've heard from survivors and things like that. But it's a good little monologue here. So he does he does a good job delivering that, making it like you know, not looking at the fact that this is an 1800s tank supposedly that can be in water and <laughs> land and kill people all the time. Like the premise it. is ridiculous, but he, he does a good job. I love it. That part that part's fun to me. I like that. And then his uh, his re- the big real realization. Easy for me to say. I was going to say revelation and realization at the same time. It was coming out bad, but. Um, <laughs> General McGrath, the nickname Bloodbath McGrath, may not have been totally earned because Loveless was responsible for the massacre at New Liberty. That's right. He was manning the guns. And is this, do we find out, that's later, where we find out Jim West's parents being a part of that? Yeah, that's when they're in the desert. Yeah, but this is... Spoiler alert. West sees McGrath laying there basically dying, and he tells him that. And then Gordon, like, is easily manipulated here because Rita gives very, very shaky information, like yeah. something, you know, where's this Utah anyway? And then <laughs> so he got something about a purchase and blah, blah, blah. And he's like piecing it all together. And he's like, but she helped us to get there. Like Louisiana purpose. Yeah. Louisiana purpose. Like, did she though? Like, <laughs> eh, okay, whatever. So this is where they find out they have to go to Utah. It's pretty great. Where the president's at. And this whole scene, like them leaving her behind and then her getting caught up with them too. And I, again, this always cracked me up. I don't know why it's totally ridiculous. And, you know, you know, Rita's, you know, Botticelli's painting and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, so what were all those foreign ministers doing there? There's so many and so foreign. Like, <laughs> I always got a kick of that. Like, where did she come in? Somewhere around Botticelli's buttocks. <laughs> That was good. And we also quote all the time, Ian and I did, it was like, what are you talking about? She's a breath of fresh ass. <laughs> you just said ass. No, I didn't. I said she's a breast of fresh air. <laughs> also got a kick out of that little banter. That's good. So then they find out they have to go to Utah, like I said. So they're on the tracks, and then they catch up to Loveless's train, and they're going to – I don't know what their plan is, but they're just like maintain the speed. But then Loveless – activates his go-go gadget switch and <laughs> springs up, and so they end up behind him. 
This is like right before that though. They is that where they're gonna like kick, uh, Salma Hayek off the train, like and then just out. So in the they kicked of her off, and then she caught back or she got back on the train or whatever. Like that's when she pops in. So okay. he's Will Smith is trying to tell Coleman that they need to drop her off like the night before, but I I think after that they weren't gonna kick her off anymore. Yeah, I mean like like even before Coleman comes in and basically says like you can't leave like I was like what like why would he just leave her in the middle of nowhere. He's got he's got an inflated ego because he's like we would end up in the sack and everything like no that's true like come on man well they're both going after that's true but yeah like I said, so this is where Loveless is behind them now so then Jim tries that <laughs> he he does this big thing like okay hit that switch or whatever I'm gonna try and go underneath the train and Gordon's like well it's only as good as the equipment doesn't make it like five feet and the equipment snaps yeah, breaks. And then again, like I'm thinking to myself, every time I watch this, when he throws that rope around the hook and he like slingshots back and forth a little bit, and then he sticks his hands up yeah. to hit that bar, like both of his hands are shattered and for sure no longer in use anymore. Yeah, hey, I didn't, I did not like that. I, I got a real random task vibe too from that guy that's chasing him <laughs> on top of the train, going back to Austin Powers for a minute. Random task. <laughs> Who throws the shoe? Honestly, that hurt. Show them what you do. You fight like a woman. <laughs> um, and then they fire that like giant hook thing or whatever to stop the train yes and then they overtake the train and Rita like totally freaks out knocks them both out with the with the sleeping gas from the, the pool ball with the pool ball yeah weird which eh, whatever but this is also where we see the comeback of the uh, metal rings around their neck and Gordon pieces it together pretty quickly but West doesn't really understand that it's the same ring that was on our decapitated scientist from the beginning. Yeah, that part was pretty unbelievable. It's like, dude, you literally have seen these. Yeah, around it. Yeah, it's a big plot hole. It's one of the, one of the things that ruins the movie for me. It's yeah, it's silly. You also can't unsee it once you know it. So I'm just going to spoil it for everybody. Uh, Loveless's little thing that shoots the blades out. Um, 100. And this was apparently by design, confirmed by the people that wrote the movie to look like the male anatomy. Oh, and really? he's also talking about pumping Rita full of information during this time. Whenever you see it, I need to go back and look. I didn't notice it. I, yeah. just, I didn't pay close enough yeah, attention. You'll, once you, once you see it, you can't unsee it. It's the spiders, the spiders on the little yeah. discs thing. That, that's all I was looking at. Yeah. So yeah, again, he's like, and this was, <laughs> I, I, I got a Wayne's world vibe too. He's like, so yeah, I'm, I'm taking this to spider Canyon. Tell him where he's going. Like, Spider can on his way to Detroit. <laughs> that information, though extraneous at the time, really came in useful. Mister Big. So yeah, Jim West steps over the ring, and then the uh, blades come. Which I okay, I want to get your opinion on this. You you watched it back today, or not today? This week for the first time in a while. So, Jim steps over the line. Yes. It's gonna fire one blade. Oh, Does yeah. Gordon have to leave the ring? That's a great question. I feel like no. Because Gordon just panics and takes yeah, off. Yeah, I didn't think about it. You're probably right. I mean, that would make sense. I just, I don't understand. He's like, immediately, he's like, now we have to run. And they take off for the exhilarating romp through the cornfield. He's probably not taking any chances once he sees the the machine start kicking. He's like, oh, yeah, we better get out of here. And there's one part where they're going in the cornfield, and Wes just keep like ducks it one time, and it like goes and comes back like, why don't you just keep ducking it like that yeah, if that's the path that's, it takes instead of running? Yeah, they made it seem like pretty easy to dodge those things. Yeah, you're going to run out of juice real quick if you keep running. 
So, yeah, anyway, they uh, they run and they jump into the muck, uh, the gully, which obviously, like, a lot of issues with that because that's just a giant hole in the middle of this cornfield. That, right, that's mud. And not only that, like, just the sheer logistics of two blades that are less than an inch thick running into each other at the perfect time, like... That seems bad. Yeah. Um, I do, and get, then followed up by the reverse magnet thing. That, oh yeah. That, oh gosh, that's that was. I do. Too. I do laugh whenever he's like, Gordon, what are you gonna do to get this thing off me? It's like, as opposed to five minutes ago when I was calmly trying to come up with a strategy to do this, <laughs> he starts freaking out. And, I don't have a gun, or else I shoot it off. <laughs> Try to bash it with a rock, and then yeah, that that part's silly. Um, <laughs> oh, it's my pocket kit. I completely forgot about it. Went mm. on some spring-loaded contraption that shoots out your ass. No, it's a. <laughs> First place Loveless would have looked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but this is where... Um, you should have been in this movie. I know. Like, you could have been the Kevin Klein character. I know. I'm been, probably way more passionate about this movie it would than have been, just about anybody will yeah, run into. It would have been way more entertaining. It's what I do. It's what I do. I, I'm here to brighten brighten up movies. Um, but this is where you're talking about, too. They have the bonding session in the desert and totally like shoehorned in the wasp killing the tarantula and how that's going to come into play later but this is where we find out jim's uh, family was massacred at new liberty that's right illinois that's right just on the other side of the border right good for them good for the west good for good for illinois good for illinois <laughs> getting some representation here and then right after that we see a scene with the most unforgivable backdrop like clear green screen backdrop with like the canyons in the back like oh, oh my yeah, god brutal. how did that get get into the film and especially with the budget that this movie had yeah it was huge i know that scene is just like unforgivable that like someone like let that let that get in the movie i also find it amusing that the magnet piece of this neck thing conveniently works when it needs to for plot purposes <laughs> yes. so like him going because he the boot whatever gets caught but then like they take the boot off and like nothing happens and then he gets stuck to the belt, the belt buckle, buckle yeah. and then he's carrying it around in the desert and then this is where he gets drug off for the railroad i'm like oh my god just i never said this movie was well made well, it certainly had a big budget. Where'd all the money go? I don't know. Probably to Will Smith Those and fantastic <laughs> to the music video stunts. It went to Drew Hill. Oh yeah, and Cisco. That's right. Remember Cisco? Pre Thong Song. Thong Cisco. Song. It was pre Thong Song. Thong Song came out towards the end of 1999. Oh man, really? The only reason yeah. I know that is because 90s on nine and two twenty or two K or whatever. On Sirius XM, like they'll both play it because they're like technically it was released in '99, but hit number one in 2000. So I remember on like one of the my more you know one of, remember, remember burnt CDs, you know like we oh, yeah. go like that was like you know with like Napster and all this whatever yeah. like I used to burn so many CDs, but anyway on my first ever like burn CD, Thong Song baby, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Had, had made the cut absolutely, yeah baby. I think uh, first one we had had Mambo Number Five on it. Ooh, Lou Vega, yeah. From from Berlin, Germany. Fun fact. <laughs> Not to be confused with Mambo's four or six. <laughs> we are strictly a num- Mambo those, number five family. Here. Those were not as popular. So, this is where we finally get to see the giant mechanical spider. Yeah, I wrote a note earlier and I forgot to, to address it, but I'm surprised that you like this. I know how creeped out you are by spiders. And there's well, I'm not as creeped. Several spider scenes. <laughs> I'm not as creeped out by giant mechanical spiders because my. But, but earlier, there I were... I know, the cake were, and... Yeah, right. There's, 
Spiders yeah. crawled out of that cake. I don't care for that. But yeah. the spiders, like the actual spiders, don't actually kill anybody in this movie. It's true. They're not a real threat. They're in, contained in a cake. <laughs> so. Very true. I have to say, um, again, looking at it through the lens of, like I said, I was trying to be, you know, critical uh, a little bit more about it watching it this time. This whole movie, we're developing a weapon that is going to bring the United States government to its knees. Something you've never seen before. It's devastating. It's a giant mechanical spider. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, right. It's not very efficient. I mean, don't get me. It's got a lot of firepower. Like, but it's gonna a, gonna awkward. run into some issues, um, as you can tell. Like, this is the desert. If they if he tried to take it into the mountains, it's not gonna no. go well there. Just yeah, yeah you not. Can't, you can't blow up all the mountains to get get across. I'm also picturing like him at this big meeting with all these scientists that he's captured. He's like, all right, here's what we're gonna do. I want a giant mechanical spider and like a couple of them snickering to themselves in the background and <laughs> having a little dissonance but yeah what a, what a stupid idea just in general well you know do you know the story behind the giant spider with the i mean other kevin than smith the, told like famously he's told it on a few different podcasts oh yeah but how like so that peter's guy you referenced that producer mm-hmm. was like uh when they were <clears throat> making the uh oh the superman there was they were going to be a superman sequel nicholas cage the nicholas cage superman right That's right and they like Tim this, Burton. this guy's like we gotta have a scene with a giant mechanical spider. Like he like was like adamant about that. Long story short, movie didn't happen, and <laughs> this guy was also working on this film, and the giant mechanical spider. Yeah, made the cut. I don't understand it, but there you are. Hey, I also I was thinking about because it, it was those two guys like we talked about the the ones that were you know Tango and Cat, and they did a lot of other like they were in background of batman and a lot of other like big movies so it's not like all of their ideas were terrible they weren't attached to just terrible movies but i'm thinking right. to myself like i wonder if this movie was made in the 80s if it would have had a different vibe to it yeah it was rumored it like was in like pre-production forever like tom cruise was attached at one time and, yeah like, mel gibson i think and then they ended up making i saw that where like it was him and someone and then they were like you know what, let's go just go make maverick instead which yeah maverick great awesome movie, movie. Yeah. yeah very underrated it. All in on Maverick. Um, so yeah. Anyway, the spider takes off, goes to interrupt the uniting of the transcontinental railroad. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take a, a quick detour here. I'm gonna tell you a story. Okay. Part of part of the reason why this movie still holds a spot in my heart. Can't wait. So last week I told you the story about the tech director that knocked on my head and did the whole McFly thing. His wife was the history teacher at our high school. And going back to Austin Powers, everybody always called her Frau. Um, she, I, we always got along. Like I really appreciate because I, you know, I loved history. She was very passionate about history or whatever. But right. we were in class my junior year, and we were talking about the Transcontinental Railroad. So she goes, "Hey, okay, you know, does anybody know where the Transcontinental Railroad was finished?" I immediately raised my hand. I was like, "Yeah, it's Promontory Point, Utah." She's like, "Wow, that's really good. Could, how did you know that?" I said, well, I said, it, they tried it the first time. It was interrupted by a large mechanical spider. But then once they finally whipped <laughs> Dr. Arliss Loveless, then it was finally united. Oh, I have friends that will vouch. I said this to her face, um, 100%, like straight faced. And she was like, what? <laughs> she just totally was not <laughs> with it. But <clears throat> That's fantastic. I totally went on a tirade. Everybody else in the class that hadn't seen the movie was like, 
did he have you know a mental breakdown in the middle of going what's, through that answer there? But what's he talking about? So historically, that's how I learned where the transcontinental. Well, that's Railroad cool was that United. at least that it was the right. Did you, so like in the movie, do they call out that place mm-hmm. in Utah? Okay, that's yeah, cool. Promontory well, Point. Well, good for them. Yeah, well, that's cool. Um, but this is one of the ones that, like I said, we one of the quotes that we use from time to time. So the the Loveless shows up with a spider and you know release or you know come with me basically re- surrender the government. And then Gordon comes out disguised as Grant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this man is an actor hired to fill in for me at public occasions. He's too fat and dull-witted. <laughs> you got a lot of brass, Gordon. Yeah, I like. <laughs> I do like the real President Grant, whoever that is. It's Gordon. It's uh, Kevin Klein. He's doing both. Mm-hmm. What? Yep. Well, I'll be darned. Changed your mind, didn't I? Okay, he's good as President Grant. Good as President Grant. I understand. That's it, though. And Jim West, like, climbs the spider, um, gets shot. Thankfully, he's wearing an impermeable belt. <laughs> I'm just thinking to myself, him climbing, climbing one of those what? legs, how just exhausted he would have to be getting up to that. Well, what about his that long fall into oh, yeah. the desert that kills the, like, henchwomen later? Like, well, we assume it kills them. But... Yeah. Munisha. All of them. It's Munisha. She's the one that falls. They all do. That's true. The other two get knocked off. Yeah, that's a good point. The same, they all they all fall to their deaths. We assume. Yeah, and so Will Smith gets shot at shot at point blank range from a with the the impermeable, which hasn't been tested yet. So that apparently stops the bullet, and then he falls however many hundreds of feet and just yeah. bounces on his <laughs> back too. It's yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. Fum-pum-p. Yep. So they take the uh, take President Grant, Gordon, and uh, obviously some Hayek. Some Hayek. With, with the big man of spider. <laughs> um, they go back to the Spider Canyon, and he's holding, I guess, a pep rally, is the best way to put it, with all of his uh, <laughs> Mexico and Spain and France and everybody getting all their land back. Great Britain. That's right. And a little piece that he's going to retire on. <laughs> I'd retire on that piece of land, too. No the, doubt. The Northwest. No doubt. Beautiful country. I've never been. It's it's gorgeous. Drove, I want to. Drove through it. I'd like Strongly to. recommended. Would also love to see a moose, but that's just, you know, if we're, if we're sharing our truths. I want to go catch a Portland Mavericks game. Portland Mavericks game? <laughs> Fair. I'm, I'm a little late. I'm late I, under, the, I understand. I'm late to the party. Seattle Supersonics. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that's right. I want to go see the Goonies house. Oh, there you go. It's over there somewhere. In Oregon. <laughs> the, again, so, and I know those, the two producers, I think we talked about, like, that's why, like, Kurt Russell ended up dressing up as is key or whatever her name is and, and tango mm-hmm. our cash yes so not only does kevin klein do it in this movie but will smith will smith does it too with like the least convincing gypsy outfit yeah. ever like this to me is my least favorite part of this movie i put i wrote heinous i absolutely this. cannot stand this part what is uh what is going on i don't know this yeah that's, the whole movie really you could ask what's going on just this dancing the whole like i just the whole thing is just so weird this scene is horrible don't care for it. I do love, however, though, in about the next scene when they're flying, mm-hmm. they make a Air Gordon, Air, Gordon. Air Jordan joke, which is awesome. That's a good. good. Avanti. <laughs> also, so, anytime I'm with Ian and we take off to go anywhere, one of us has to yell Avanti. It's just right. the way it goes. I know. Fair, I know. Fair enough. The ground is gonna stop. So yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, that's a bold strategy. Uh, just. Heading towards the cliff and uh, going to take off, and hopefully it flies, you know, since he had all of 20 minutes to throw this thing together. <laughs> it's a good thing it worked. 
I don't know. He had that extra cloth and wood. Right. That's one thing. I was like, okay, just, uh, let me slap this together here. This was something that Leonardo da Vinci was throwing around for years, <laughs> but I'll, I'll put it together in 10, 15 minutes. That's fine. That's great. Um, so yeah, they're, they're, they take off, but before they do that, U.S. Marshal Coleman hands them some explosives so they can drop it on the spider too. It's a needlessly shoehorned in subplot that right. <laughs> the train conductor was a U.S. Marshal. And this is another reason why I kind of got some Tango and Cash vibes. So they get on the spider. West is still, you know, talking trash to Loveless. And they, like, knocks him down into that boiler room. And then we get, like, eight different henchmen, it feels like, oh, that came out of nowhere. That was bad, too. They should have introduced those people earlier in the film. I hate how they just show up. And but think about, like, Tango and Cash at the end. That one guy's like, you don't oh, know my mate here, but he's, right. he's been looking for it. Like, the karate dude. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like, the glass breaker guy. Yeah, very similar. Um, and like the one dude's like Frankenstein, and like yeah, yeah. I didn't. I I still to this day don't understand what that is. Like, is he human? Is he Frankenstein? Why does he just like all of a sudden crap out? Just a lot of questions. Bad. Yeah, that was bad. I learned that from a Chinaman. <laughs> <laughs> I just made that up. Yeah, that whole scene is just preposterous, and that's also like the no more Mister Knife guy thing. Like that's stupid. But I do get a kick out. I would of, say I will give. I like that one. I like the uh, like he he pulls that one guy does the one knife and then he kicks his shoe and he's like and he does the other one he's like oh shoot Gordon only put one on if you give me just a second I'll go get another one <laughs> yeah if this movie didn't have the wit of Will Smith it would yeah. be a hot mess I mean it's okay it is still a little bit of a hot mess well that's, yeah that's I mean, okay it, I, it, it would, would be less it'd be more it'd of be a hot like, mess it'd be like uh, gosh I'm trying to think of like a just a horrible horrible film like. Who framed Roger Rabbit? <laughs> Manos in the Hands of Fate. Ooh, I don't know if it's that bad. Well, what, it's what got Will Smith, so it, it's that's not. That's true. I don't even not. know. I don't even know Sans Will Smith if it's that bad. Just think if it was like Kevin Klein and <laughs> I don't know who. Nick Nolte. Oh boy. <laughs> Gary Busey. Gary oh, Busey. Oh man. Gary, Gary Busey, Busey might have elevated it. That'd be that'd be yeah. Interesting. What about a Will Smith Gary Busey combo? That might have worked better. That might have done it. Um. So, yeah, and then Loveless goes down, shows his wheelchair is equipped with, or I guess the little platform. He has his own spider legs. Spider legs. <laughs> this whole thing is just so ridiculous because Kevin Klein has that little pea shooter, shoots the leg, the leg starts spewing whatever that is, and then he's, like, dancing around on the yeah. upper deck trying to figure out how to stop the spider, which I don't even think he does. I think it's just because Loveless shoots that pipe is the only reason it actually stops. And then... It looks bad, too. Like, the logistics like of West falling. Like, in one frame, he looks like he's totally falling out of that opening. Not a chance to grab Loveless. And then when he pulls the lever back to make the, the wheelchair go, he, like, shoots himself off to the side <laughs> to be able to catch that guy. I was like... Yes. Not that this movie's like ironclad with all of its things. I was like, my goodness, guys, like just make it look somewhat more plausible than this. Just ridiculous. It's fantastic. But uh, yeah, then we go uh, from that to President Grant finally unifying the Transcontinental Railroad. Everybody's, you know, excited. And then this is where Rita tells us that it was actually her husband the whole time. They're like, oh, cool. Yeah. They're, and they're both like, well, why didn't you just tell us that? Like, actually seems like a legit reaction like that. <laughs> Yeah, like seemed a, needlessly complicated. Like, man, we can't trust you. You're like, like pathological liar. I told you. That's Rita. why she's my least favorite part. She, she is wasted. She's a hundred percent wasted. And they give her like the dumbest character decisions of just about anybody. Yeah, terrible. Son <laughs> Barry, come on, Barry Sonnenfeld. More importantly, 
this movie is historically the formation of the Secret Service, too. That's right. It's a very important piece. I want to say the old TV show was they were a part of the Secret Service, yeah. I want to say, if I remember that correctly. That sounds right. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's actually true. But. And it does make me laugh, too, that they're like, you know, you figure it out on your next mission, which one's one and two, like <laughs> totally setting it up for a sequel that <laughs> Yes, I wrote that. Sequel? Never happened. Question mark? I'd be, I'd be in for a sequel. I'd 100% be At in for a sequel. At this point, as long as Kevin Klein's not involved, <laughs> I'd, I would be okay. They've killed off Artemis Gordon. I mean, all these people are still working. Like, Oh, yeah. Will, Branagh, Salma, Ted Levine. He was just in something. What was he in? Um, I don't like, know. He was in, I know he was in Monk for a long time, but... Yeah, that's right. He's the like chief. Yeah. That's so funny that he... Oh, uh, it's not that recent, but he was in... The Jurassic World, Jurassic World sequel. Oh. He was like the bad hunter dude. Yeah, that's right. Or one of them. But that's it, man. That's uh, that's Wild Wild West, 1999. Wild Wild West. We covered it. I mean, we didn't cover it a whole lot, but the just the freaking theme song. That oh, yeah. This was just a hit, man. Hot jam. I feel like um, this and then uh, Shake Your Tail Feather from Bad Boys 2. I feel like those are two songs that outlive the movies. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, because Men in Black, I think the movie's actually better than the song. The yeah. song's still good. Yes. Those are pretty, like, Much more par. equal. Yeah. I was trying to think of the other Will Smith. Those were probably his only movie tie-ins, but yeah. Gosh, that's that great song's song. great. I didn't realize, too, until I got older how many of his hit songs from the uh, late 90s were just basically somebody else's song that Wait, he... Sampled? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because this one's the I Wish from Stevie Wonder. Yep, sure is. Miami is uh, And the Beat Goes On by The Whispers. And then Forget Me Nots from Men in Black. Yep. Can't remember her name. Like Patrice something or other. Well, there's a lot. Of, like of the, like that time period. Like even like yeah. Puff Daddy and Mace, they were all like sampling. Oh, yeah. People's music and wanna stuff. Want to hear a fun fact? Yes. I think your, your dad is a Herb Alpert fan, correct? In the Tijuana Brass? Yes. Of course. So... <laughs> Uh, the song "Hypnotize" by Notorious B.I.G. Yeah, samples a Herb Alpert song. Really? Not and the, not the brass, just Herb Alpert. What is it? What's the song? Um, that's right. You can you can tell me later. I'm gonna find it. It's okay. I'm well, sure I, I'm sure you have some questions. Do you want to? Here's a fun fact. Yes. Um, before I get into my actual questions, but on our last episode, I feel like we talked a lot about Huey Lewis. Yes. Um. I believe it's Rise, to answer your question. Rise? Yes. Like R-I-S-E? R-I-S-E. Okay. I'll have to check it out. Um, Huey Lewis. Mm-hmm. I believe it's Stuck With You, I want to mm-hmm. say. I'm so happy to be stuck with you, yes. Do you? Can you name any of the background vocals? Like who sang background vocals for that song? Oh, I, d- I have no idea. I'll give you a hint. They are a three-time Super Bowl champion. Three-time Super Bowl champion. And actually, there's a few of them that did it, but this guy specifically like blew my mind when I discovered this. Like three times in the '80s or prior. Uh, so like late '80s. I don't think he won. Did he win the '90s? I don't think he. I think his were in the '80s. He might have snuck one in like the early '90s. I have no idea. So, San Francisco 49ers quarterback, Steve, Joe, or Joe Montana. Montana. Really? Yep. Background vocals. 
he's even credited and everything. I had literally but like no Ronnie idea. Lott. Ronnie Lott was too. Uh, Dwight Clark. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. How many, that... how many Super Bowls did Montana win? Four. They probably all. Then it would have been the eighties, maybe. Oh, I'm thinking. Yeah, he was the MVP three times. Yeah, he won. I think he won four. Wow. He won four times. He did. I'm looking it up right now. Let me confirm. Yes. Four Super Bowls. Interesting. There it is. Boom shakalaka. Wow. Fun fact. That is, yeah, this is a very fun fact. Thank Stuck you. Stuck with you, Joe Montana. Good Huey for Lewis. you. Wow. I, I feel like Huey Lewis has always been like a sports guy. So. Yeah. Well, he. I know he's a huge San Francisco Giants fan. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, like they did sense. the national anthem at the Giants game a few times. I feel like he and Bochy are even friends. Well, remember when like Anthony Rizzo randomly was like sinking with Huey Lewis somewhere? Like, I forgot what it, like where they were, but like him and Huey Lewis just like I had, yeah. Rizzo went on, Rizzo sang with Huey Lewis in the news somewhere. I like, do remember you saying stage, that. Now I remember you when you said and like didn't like not as a joke, but like sang a song with them. Wow, <laughs> it's bizarre. I had forgotten about that honestly. Yeah, apparently, he was like a big Huey Lewis. Fan. I mean, let's just be honest. Huey Lewis is. Huey Lewis rules. That's music for everybody. I don't even care. Amen, brother. Even if you say you don't like it, you're lying. Yeah. You know you like it. Led Zeppelin didn't write music that everybody liked. They left that up to the Bee Gees. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about politics. (laughs) All right, here we go. Question for you. Fire away. What is the... Actually, let's do this. Who's the MVP? You were probably going to kick me in the head. At one point, I was considering Kevin Klein. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. But I'm going to give it to Kenneth Branagh. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a good one. He's he's a very good eccentric villain for me. Will Smith is obviously, I, I'm like you, I think Will Smith carries the movie pretty much exclusively, but Kenneth Branagh isn't in it as much, and what he's in it, he chews up the scenery very, very well. That's a good pick. I, that's, a, that's a very good pick. I agree. I'm going to go Will Smith just because he yeah. saves this movie. From, I mean, it's already kind of a disaster, but just without Will Smith, it could have been even worse. Yes. It could have been real Totally bad. agree. Yeah. But Kenneth Branagh would probably second place. And uh, then I'd probably put uh, Salma Hayek just for looking fantastic. <laughs> you could do Kevin Klein as President Grant. That's true. That's true. I will nominate President Grant as not an honorable Artemis mention. Gordon. Not that's right. Artemis T or Artemis Clyde Frog <laughs> from South Park. All right. What is the actual best part of this movie? The best part of this movie to you. What's your favorite part of this movie? Ooh, that's a that's a good one. Um, so I had a really hard time with this last night thinking about it. I was like, man, what was even like the best part of this? Like, yeah, because I most of mostly for me like this movie is just like a fun like guilty pleasure um i know it's bad i enjoy watching it but i man best part that's that's tricky i probably i'm gonna say the scene whenever they're doing the hanging and he's like trying to talk his way out of it i think that's my that's the best part for me i think we should hang (laughs) yeah that's a good call that's actually in it was in my list of possibilities yeah, I got that. I wrote down some of the like just some of the script stuff with uh, some of the storyline with Loveless. Yeah. Before it got like super zany, I liked. I enjoyed. I liked the uh, Hinch women. But yeah, I was just like, man, this movie is just like I don't know what they just. I know. 
they uh, miss the boat on a lot of the stuff. And like, I agree. The scenes go on way too long. Scenes the scenes go on longer than uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, I see. I still haven't even seen it. Oh, and I don't. I don't want my to. God, do not watch that movie. I'm not going to. Super overrated, and the scene they were like, no one edited them. Like, they are horrendous. No, they I'm go good. on for like minutes. Brutal. All right, do you have any questions? I do. I have a few. Okay, let's hear them. So I want to hear because we've talked about a lot of different things around the you know the problems of this movie. Obviously, your issues with with Gordon and some other things. But why do you think this movie was such a big flop, though? Because this is height Will Smith of his popularity. It is. A hundred percent. I like. I can't believe this thing did so poorly because Will Smith is Will Smith, and like, he had box office power, man. So the only thing I can do is blame Kevin Klein for being that terrible. See, that was part of my thought process too, because like the pairing that the pairings that he did before, yeah, were hits. I they were hits, and even that. So I'm like, initially, I'm thinking, okay, him and Tommy Lee Jones, like. Okay, I still think that's a weird clash. That's a weird combo, but Tommy Lee Jones is good, and he, he wasn't he wasn't trying to do what Kevin right. Klein's trying to do. Him and Martin Lawrence are, I you know similar. I, right. It's a different kind of thing. Jeff Goldblum, I, again, I think it's different enough. But I'm like, okay, him and Kevin Klein. So on paper, I to me that's just as weird as some of those other combinations. But I'm like, if it's done correctly, it can be done. I mean, maybe people weren't into like the weird western thing too. Maybe yeah. that was. That might have been a deterrent. I don't know, man. It's just it's bizarre. Like it should have it should have been better. The I mean, you would think more people would go to the. I mean, it had like a really bad box like opening weekend. Like so, it was like it was know, number. I think it was number one the opening weekend. I know, but like it only made it like, yeah, it only made like it's still like a very low. I remember reading that about how they were like right the opening weekend they were like uh oh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. People just weren't excited to see it, man. I'm wondering if part of it, too, is like not entirely... Because I don't remember the commercials for it all that well. Like I feel like the commercials, if I remember correctly, like made it seem like it was a darker movie. Wish it would have been. And I don't know. I feel like it's a combination of him and Kevin Klein, him, or the, some of the advertising, and also you know just the movie itself is... Again, admittedly, very flawed. A lot of lot of issues with the yeah. movie itself, but the uh, I still think it's so weird that it just it, it has this reputation of being like this worst of all of the films that have ever been released. And I was like, man, I just <laughs> I tell my wife all the time when she watched, I was like, look, I've seen bad movies before. I've seen movies that are hyped up to no end that I've watched. And I'm like, this was terrible. It's, like, yeah. I do not understand the hatred for this movie. I it's get definitely that it's not, not the good. worst movie. Yeah, it's definitely not the worst movie I've seen. But yeah, it's it it's weird that it did so poorly, and just people hate it like yeah. vehemently. Yeah, it's not great. All right, so here's one. This was going to be kind of a a reversal of sorts. We always talk about like favorites. What's your least favorite Will Smith movie? I mean, Wild Wild West. It's seven pounds without a doubt. I wouldn't. I, okay, yeah, I'd have to actually let me let me bring up a list. Let me actually. I haven't seen Seven Pounds though. It's depressing and terrible. I don't want to see it, so okay. Let me do if movies I've seen. I mean, I like I hate to do it, but it's probably it's, okay. it's probably going to be this one. But it's let me okay. let me look. There's a lot of people that feel that way, and it's not because of Will Smith. I understand that. I'm just. I mean, this movie had just the music video alone should have been enough advertising for for people to go see this. Why can't I find the the 
the work out the filmography of Will Smith on the site. Come on. I'm just going to go ahead and say Wild Wild West. Okay, it's, that's fine. I, I saw Seven Pounds in theaters and depressing. Um, don't care for it. We talked about it. I don't like dramatic Will Smith. Yeah. The concussion movie. Didn't like it. I haven't seen that either. Too depressing. Um, don't like The Pursuit of Happiness. Never saw that. Depressing. Also not <laughs> totally factual, but um, yeah, I, I can tell you for certain it's seven pounds for me. Like hard, hard pass on that one. Let's see here. He's awesome in the Aladdin movie. Loved, mm-hmm. I loved that, re- that the live action Aladdin. I loved him in Suicide Squad. Let's see. Uh, great cameo in Anchorman 2 as the ESPN mm-hmm. reporter. He's awesome in Men in Black. He's okay in Hancock. Good in Hitch. I liked iRobot. It's pretty kind of a random movie. I did too. Yeah, I, I didn't. I enjoyed it. I didn't. I didn't know what to expect with that one, and it yeah. was better than I anticipated. I've never seen The Legend of Bagger Vance. I haven't either. Enemy of the State. He's awesome. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be Wild Wild West of all the movies I've seen, at least. It's okay. It's got to be it. You're not hurting my feelings, any. I understand. It's got to be. But I haven't seen all those like dramatic ones, which I'm sure would actually be. I the bottom of my list. Can't can't stand them. And I haven't seen After Earth. Them Night Shyamalan. I've seen enough of that to know it's not good. Yeah, I've just heard terrible things. So. Not not good. I've stayed away. I have one last question for you. All right. Actually, literally came up with it while we were going through this show. Okay. Who would you recast as Artemis Gordon to make this movie better? Literally anyone. Okay. Uh, current day or like of the time? Let's do, let's go of the time. Okay, so this was made in 1999. 1999. Okay, so Will Smith paired with... Gosh, they don't even need to be funny. I feel like they should have gotten of someone who was like a little bit more straight, like has you know, played it more straight, like mm-hmm. serious. And like that role, he's supposed to be like the smart guy. Oh boy, that's a good question. Um, do you have uh, anyone in mind? No, because I now as soon as I asked, I was like, I should probably have a person in mind because then I'm like, my mind's going immediately. I'm like, okay, so him and Tommy Lee Jones, I feel like it was a good combo. So then I'm trying to think of somebody like Tommy Lee Jones, age, acting style, something like that. But then yeah. I'm thinking Gordon is supposed to be like this eccentric type person, which I probably would have toned that down quite a bit. See, in the old TV show, he's just, like, smart. He's just kind of yeah. like the the contraption guy, like, the smart guy. Like, what about, like, this would have been, like, I just said he needed to be more straight, but, like, what about Robin Williams? Is that I is thought that about crazy? Robin Williams. I thought about, like, him and Jim Carrey. Oh, man, Jim Carrey. Interesting. Uh, I think Jim Carrey's... Jim Carrey would not have worked. He, I mean, he could do the eccentric part of it, but I just feel like it would have been too much. And um, Then I'm thinking, like, okay, maybe do something like... Michael Douglas or Harrison Ford, if you're going to do it like a kind of like a Tommy Lee Jones thing, so where it's like a more straight. I like Michael Douglas. That could have worked. Harrison's probably too big at the time. Yeah. Yeah, that could have worked. I'm trying to, gosh, I'm trying to think. Like, like, I don't know, man. Of the time, like, geez. So that's a part of me. I'm like, I feel like Kevin Klein did what he could with what the character was supposed to be too. Mm-hmm. So I give him a little slack with that. Cause they tried to literally make him the most eccentric over the top person. And Freddie Prince jr. Freddie, <laughs> Matthew Lillard. Then 
that's what we're going with. I like your. Uh, oh, you know what? I like your Michael Douglas. That's probably. But what about like Antonio Banderas? Like mm-hmm. somebody like that. Like I someone yeah. kind of someone like in kind of like a weird role for them at the, of the time. Yeah. Stallone. Oh. Kurt. Kurt. Oh gosh. Will Smith and Kurt Russell in Wild Wild West. I feel like Will Smith and Antonio Banderas could have done it. Yeah, I think so. But Michael Douglas, I like Michael Douglas. I feel like him and Michael Douglas would have good banter, and Michael Douglas has a very good delivery for for lines for things like that. Yeah, he so. wouldn't try to like steal the show. He wouldn't try. No. To, he wouldn't try to be funnier than what he is. Like, yeah, like I'm gonna go with Michael Douglas. Fair enough. Good choice. That's it. That's all the questions I got for you. All right, good stuff, man. Uh, should we get to the Richter scale ranking? Let's do it to it. All right, I'm going to have you go first. I've locked in. Okay. But I'm going to have you go first just for the suspense factor. All right, fair enough. So. I can't wait to see where you put this movie. Initially, I like going coming into this week, I'm like, I'm going to rate this a lot higher than a lot of the movies that we've covered. This is number 26. However, watching it, writing down some things, getting a little bit more of a a broad scope on things, it's still higher than it probably should be. Okay. But it's going to go to 4.8. Just below speed, above under siege. So at number nineteen. Yes. Okay, nineteen of twenty-six. Wild Wild West. Wicked Wild Wild Wicked Wicked Wild 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 Wicked 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 Wild Wild West Wild right. stuff. What'd you say? Four point nine weird or eight? Wi- eight. Weird Wild stuff. Oh, Four point eight. Okay, so nineteen of twenty-six. Okay, well, I was, yeah, I, I mean, I thought for sure you'd have it higher. I the way I, you, the I way wanted you to, but sold I, it. The movies that we covered that are above that are objectively much better than this. This is in that tier of fun bad movies for me. Okay, but it's towards the top of that list, and I've recognized that since I was well, not a kid, but since I was probably <laughs> in high school. Like, right. this is a bad movie. I enjoy it. I'm aware I enjoy it, and not a lot of other people do. That's okay. That's fantastic. Okay, are you ready for my ranking? I am. I I, I have a. I'm I'm very interested to hear where this is at for you. Okay. I have given Wild Wild West a Richter scale ranking of two point eight. Okay. And I'm going to put it at number twenty six underneath Roger Rabbit. Oh. <laughs> I had a feeling that was coming. I like when I first was thinking about it. I was like, oh, I'll probably put it above Roger Rabbit. And then I was thinking, like, which of these movies would I rather watch right now? I was like, yeah, I'd definitely rather watch Roger Rabbit. Bummer. Like, I love Will Smith, but man, Kevin Klein just—it <laughs> just makes me want to turn the freaking TV off every okay. time he's on screen. And like, I hate that they didn't use Salma Hayek. Like, what a waste! You said it, man. Like, she was absolutely wasted. I can't believe that they just they had Salma Hayek and they did nothing with her. And like, Will Smith is just awesome. And then like. When you put him on the same screen, sharing scenes with Kevin Klein, it's just like, man, he even like makes Will Smith like not as entertaining. Like you said, like when Will Smith's doing that like that little thing with like the mob and like man, like, oh, that, yeah. that stuff's like that's gold. Yep. Like keep him separate. Like Kevin Klein is just a life sucker in this movie, and like <laughs> man, I just like don't ever even want to watch this movie again. It's okay. I pr- I promise you, I wouldn't make you do that. I apologize. I didn't think I would tear it down this much because hey. I was actually really looking forward to watching this because it had been a long time, but man. <laughs> two two episodes ago, I shat on Field of Dreams that's pretty true. heavily. You so did. You, you, you do not have to apologize to me. That's what we're here for. That's true. You we did. haven't covered that many movies where we've been on opposite ends of the spectrum either. No. 
We have not. So I, I'm glad we did. I had a feeling we might be on this one. I didn't know how far apart, which technically we're only two points, 2.1 yeah, away. Right. So not super far, but. And like, I really wanted to like Wild Wild West, but man, as soon as Kevin Klein showed up and then some of like kind of the wacky stuff at the end, I was just like, oh my gosh. So I'm going to give you just a little bit more of a peek behind the curtain here. I'm going to, I'm going to bear my soul to you and everybody listening here. Let's, let's you ready? It. It's going to yeah. get emotional. Let's hear not it. Not really. Um, some of my favorite memories from childhood came from, so we'd always go to my mom's mom and dad for Christmas Eve. Right. And they were the ones that always would get me like movies and games and stuff like that. So one year we got Crash Bandicoot 2. Oh, good game. And my brother and I played that the first night we got it until about three o'clock in the morning when we were supposed to be sleeping and Santa was coming. Nice. And beat it. And then, like, the next year, I'm pretty sure we got Wild Wild West and watched it Wild, Wild West. and watched the music video. So, like, two of my, like, most fond memories of Christmas time gifts are of Crash Bandicoot 2 and Wild Wild West. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, pretty, pretty formative. So, I'm looking at this very nostalgic, like, the nostalgia goggles are, are on and in full effect right now for me. Yeah, I feel like if I had seen it a long time ago and, like, I would... Yeah, I think I would have liked it more if had I I had seen it in the you know like when it had come out and not I was super late to the party. It's so weird to me too because I watched Roger Rabbit all the time as a kid and loved it, and then didn't watch it for a long time. And then once I came back to it, I was like, ah, eh, just I I am not up with this one. I don't understand it. And Wild Wild West, I don't know why. Like maybe it's because I watched it still when I was. I watched it more regularly, not like super frequently, but I watched it enough that I was like, right. okay, I recognize it for what it is. Like, it's a bad movie that I, I get enjoyment out of, but I don't know. It's, it was weird about thinking like, okay, so why do I like this one? <laughs> not Roger <laughs> Rabbit. That's like much more well-received <laughs> unanimously. So eh, interesting. It's a case study. It's something to think about. That's right. That's right. So thanks for indulging me. I appreciate yeah, it. Good. Hey, I still, I still am glad you picked that movie. You're welcome. Even though I didn't love it, I was just, that's I okay. like, that's a good random one. That's okay. We can't do hits every time. No, we just, they, we just they, can't do. They it. can't all be hits. We can't do it. All right. What do you want to watch uh, next time? Hey, I picked this week, so you, I'm going to put it back on you. Do you have uh, Amazon Prime? I absolutely have Amazon Prime. All right. I was thinking about picking like just like a Prime movie, just because it's okay. Easy. I feel like movies easier to stream or easier for me to watch. I'm not gonna tell you what to do. I'm gonna look actually right now. I'm, before I say that, I, I don't want to. I don't want to make you commit to something. Are you confirming you have Amazon Prime? I'm confirming that it's on there. Like I think it is. Oh, but you, you go ahead. What were you? What were you movie? thinking? I don't know. Yeah, I was just pulling it. I was just confirming you had that. But then I was gonna switch over to Netflix if you didn't. Okay, never mind. Scratch that. It's on my stars. Oh, okay. I thought Nighthawks was on there on Ooh. on video on free, but it is a star subscription only. So if we ever want to do Nighthawks, I do own the DVD. I bought it from a guy at work for a dollar. Steal. <laughs> that is a steal. Steal of a century. I'm sorry. You you go ahead though. It's your it's your pick. Okay. Have you ever seen? Let's see. Let me make sure this is on Prime. Have you ever seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Um. Once. Once all the way through, haven't seen it all the way through probably since high school. Well, let's do that movie. Okay. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. You got it. Fast Times, baby. From 1982, the year of my birth. It's a good year. Locked in? E.T. That's right. And The Thing. And The Thing, most importantly. Pretty sure Fast Times is uh, 82. Sounds right. 
If it's not, we're going to go with it. Judge Reinhold. Mm. Uh, a young, what's his name? The annoying actor, Penn. Sean Penn. Scene, scene Penn. Scene Penn, yeah. <laughs> not to be confused with Scene Bean. Uh, wow, I'm blanking on names today. The chick Phoebe from Gremlins, Phoebe Cates. Mm-hmm. Love Phoebe Cates in this movie. Absolutely. But yeah, so. you. I remember you told me you watched this back not that long ago. You're like, it's a lot darker than you remember. It is. It is. It's dark. It's very disturbing. It's about like high school kids. Yes. And like the book, it was like actually a book by that, what's his name? Cameron Crow or whatever that guy's name is. I'll take your word for it. He was the, he's, he did like uh, Almost Famous too, like that guy. Oh, okay. But he like, so he, he allegedly, I don't know if this is actually true, but I've I always heard the story that he like went to a high school. Something he'd be like arrested for now, but he like went to a high school like posts like a high school kid like when he was when he was still younger, but um, but anyway like hung out with this like group of high schoolers and it was just like wrote this book which I think I think he called it Fast Times or whatever, but then like it was a little bit different than the movie. It was more like a true like a here's all the crazy thing these high school kids are talking about and like all the topics they're talking about whatever. And then like the movie was you know adapted for you know the screen and had a good story and stuff. But yeah, so like it's. And I actually hadn't seen this movie until probably like 2017, like 2018. Like, I, like I'm still fairly new to this film. But I I will be too. It's uh yeah. I'm gonna. I think you're you were what you're referring. I think you're talking about Never Been Kissed. Actually, I think that's what you're referring to. The Drew Barrymore film where she. No. <laughs> no Drew Barrymore. No. <clears throat> okay. No, good good call. That's uh that's one that I'm not as familiar with. So. Fast times, baby. You'll get raw, unfiltered opinions from Cash. Can't wait to hear it. Absolutely. All right. Uh, let's give some shout-outs. We, we got some new listeners, right, out there? Is that what you said? Yeah. So um, was was plugging the podcast pretty hard at the office yesterday. We were actually in person. So hard. got a new uh, new listener, hopefully. Shanna, if you're actually listening, you better be listening. You said you were going to. Don't lie to me. Shanna-na-na, Shanna-na-na. Uh, Cassandra, Cassie that sits in front of me. And her name was Cassandra. Cassandra. She's the one that has never seen the Kurt Russell movie oh that she my said. Gosh. What? And someone tur- stood up in, in front of her and goes, "Not even the Christmas Chronicles." Seriously, dude. She's like, "Nope." Does she have children? She has. She has children. She needs to show those children the magic. Of I know Christmas Chronicles. I think they're yeah they're they're a little older. I think they're getting into high school age. I was like, maybe that's hey. why, but I don't know. Then that's perfect. I know. They can the spirit of Christmas. Spirit of Christmas. The that's greatest right. on-screen Santa Claus. Hey, ever. For, for those older kids, show them Escape from New York. <laughs> <laughs> Something with a little bit more adult content, you know. That's right. If you prefer your Kurt more serious, Escape from New York. Maybe if you pr- prefer it with uh, you know Alien Invasions. The there thing. you go. There you go. Um, yeah. So the 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 office crew said that they might be listening in a little bit. I got a, I got a text from Big Dave. Um, Oh, as always, super fired up. Was excited about uh, Back to the Future. Yeah. Uh, the missus is behind uh, as of as of this recording. I think she's Get it listening to Field of Dreams, so she has that a bonus episode and Back to the Future to oh go. Oh my, she's yeah, man, she's way behind. Guess what? She's a slacker. Tell her to get her priorities straight. I tried to tell her. I will give a quick shout out to Doctor Dub. As always, he's always got good feedback. He sent me a text the other day of he was watching Pixels. Nice. Like one one evening. Oh boy. Te- I was like, keep fighting the good fight. Uh, Brian, one of our new listeners, actually mm-hmm. Pliskin. Pliskin. Yeah. Brian Pliskin. Call me Snake. Snake. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see who else. Some, someone else was texting me. I forgot already who it was, but the the usuals. Did your sis get a listen yet i don't know if she's caught up she always she's she's kind of late 
she's always late to the party, but she like she'll randomly be like, ah, oh, just listen to you know, fill the dreams or whatever. Like nice. two weeks later, but oh, Zach, Ron Rico, Ron Rico, okay, he was checking in. Uh, so shout out to him as always. I told you, your sister and I are now Facebook friends. We've never even met, never even communicated. You've never met before? Nope. Really? But this, uh, this podcast bringing people together that have never even met. I mean, it makes sense. I don't, bonding over movies. I don't know how you would have met, met her, but yeah, cause she's been, yeah, she has like never, we've never lived in the same town since, you know, like she Keep graduated your distance. from college, I guess. You got your side of town. I got mine. Well, I mean, she's lived like in like several countries and she's been all over. She's a, she's a traveler. She is a traveler. But yeah, she's uh out in the mountains now, but uh yeah. So yeah, shout out to everyone. Thanks for listening. Absolutely. It's been fun. And uh by the time this airs, we'll have already put out our lost episode. Oh, the mystery. Yeah, the the, the, lo- bonus the hidden episode. Lost episode. So that'll that'll have already come out. In so. high demand. Very high demand. So that was that was fun. <laughs> we lost that one, but we found it. Fine. <laughs> Lost and found. It rained in the morning, and then it cleared <laughs> up in the afternoon. That's it? That's all you can remember about Woodstock? <laughs> I almost remembered something else, but it's gone now. <laughs> oh, my. All right. Have a good one. Later. So come on, y'all. Let's head on inside. Knock us back some shine. Kick this shindig off the right way. Come on, now. Come on, inside. Everybody, put this thing away. Take, put it put down. Come on. Let's go inside. Let's hang it. Wicky wicky wow, wicky wicky wow. Wicky wicky wow, wicky wicky wow. Well, you wow. 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 wow.